everybody, and welcome back to the show, A Balanced Life for You, where you design the life of your dreams. I am your host, Rhonda Cimarelli, and today I have a really super guest on my show. Let me tell you just a little bit about her. Her name is Emily Pereira, and she's an international retreat leader, certified yoga teacher, a writing mentor, and life coach, specializing in helping women magnetize love into their lives. She's also the author of the forthcoming book, The Beginner. She lives in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica with her partner and their baby girl, and they're building the Spirit Nature Retreat and Wellness Center. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rhonda. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, we are delighted to have you today. Well, Emily, let's jump right into things, and I'd love you to share with my listeners a little bit about you, who you are, and what you do today. Absolutely. Well, probably what's most top of mind is I am leading a retreat that's coming up in the next three weeks. So I'm really excited about that. That's called the Mermaid Sisterhood. And this year's theme is the way of the radiant woman. So it's really um, an opportunity for me to take all of the learnings that I've gathered over the past 11 years on my own path and really create really my dream retreat. Um, so it's a combination of, you know, all of the things that contribute to our radiance as women, because we want to feel good and we want to look good, right? So um, it's really about nutrition and gut healing. Then there's, you know, because really nutrition and the gut is responsible for our overall health. It's 80% of our immune system, I think it is, is um, housed in our gut. And mm-hmm. so really learning about the different foods that we can eat that help contribute to us feeling good, having radiant skin, bright eyes, a good mood, all of that comes down to nutrition. And then the next aspect of it is passion. You know, if you want passion, you have to be passion. So one of my um, things that I've unturned on, on my path is that we are all creative people. And I did not believe myself to be a creative person until I was 31 years old. So I have some very specific things that we do on this retreat that allows everybody to really access their creative gifts. And, and I really say that writing is the gateway drug to creativity. So, so we all, so the retreat has writing workshops every single day and then we also have surfing to connect with the flow of life because what we do in the ocean really translates to the physical plane and then also of course yoga oh that sounds exciting can i come (laughs) (laughs) i have one spot left (laughs) all right everybody that's one spot left so emily this sounds like a beautiful thing do you um do you primarily focus on retreats or do you work with uh sounds like women primarily on a different level or different places other than retreats or absolutely yes i do i also do one-on-one coaching um i have a program that's an eight-week program that's also called the way of the radiant woman and this is really designed for women who want to call in their soulmate because really it all comes down to self you know if we, we don't attract who we want into our lives we attract who we are so it does become, um, you know, very deep personal work. But when we start to love ourselves, that's when other people can love us. To the degree that we adore ourselves, that's the 
the degree that somebody else can adore us. So I work with women on the one-on-one capacity and then, but retreats are really one of my favorite things to do, which is part of the reason that I'm here in Costa Rica, because I'm building a retreat center, a retreat and wellness center, which it's, it's, the vision has changed over the years, but this has really been sort of a secret dream of mine since I was in college. Mm, I love secret retreats and I, you know, I want to go to Costa Rica. So maybe the next time I will come out and see you. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous here. Very hot. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> Probably a little humid too. Well, you do, you do some work very similar to another guest that I had on the show uh, about a year and a half ago. And what I would love to ask you is what do you enjoy most about working with women and, you know, call you know meeting their soulmates and loving themselves what do you what do you enjoy most about that work you know there was a time in my life where I was very hopeless and defeated and I was you know sure I'd made horrible mistakes and ruined my life and the reality was is I was just operating off of a bunch of illusions about myself and the way that the world works that just weren't true And, you know, illusions like I'm not good enough, illusions like I need to prove my worth, and just a whole bunch of other things that were cannibalizing my authenticity, my creative passion, happiness, and love. And so I had a teacher that gifted me with an entirely new way of meeting the world that really feels like a superpower. And so now I teach the same learnings to other women. And, you know, when these women come to me, they, they don't feel very good about themselves. And to me, the greatest thing is leading a woman back to herself, to helping her see, you know, the magic and beauty of who she is and showing her that she's so much more capable than she believes herself to be. And really when we make these shifts in perspective, that's when infinite new pathways start to unfold before us that weren't there before. Mm, I love that to see her beauty and her passions and what she's capable of doing. I think every, I couldn't agree with you more. Every single woman uh, deserves to have that as a gift. And you're right. What you said before about we are all creative on some level, although some of us may say we're not, we definitely are. Oh, I literally did not believe I had a creative bone in my body till I was 31 years old. And I didn't understand that I was freezing myself out of my natural creativity with this attempt to be perfect. <laughs> yes. And I remember our conversation uh, prior to today, you and I were on a very similar uh, wavelength with that. That's something I can really relate to as well. Um, not feeling authentic in what I was doing. I was good at it. And I believe that's something that you had said in your, we'll say it, the previous life or mm-hmm. world. I, was, I feel like I had like nine lives by now. <laughs> no, you were really good at it. And from the outside looking in, it looked like that perfect and ideal world. But in reality, uh, it really wasn't. So with that being said, uh, I think this is a part of the story I would love to hear again. What was, was there a specific event or point in time that helped you make the decision to follow this path? Yeah, you know, it, it took some time, but as, as many wonderful stories do, mine started with a pretty severe breakdown. <laughs> so I, I did have that life. You know, I, I, by the time I reached my late 20s, I had this life that looked really good on paper. Mm. And, you know, like that was before Instagram was a thing. <laughs> so it was good on paper. And, um, you know, I was number one in my company year after year, winning those award trips and, 
fat commission checks. And I lived in a home on the beach with my man who was one of the original MySpace founders, had a closet full of designer clothes and shoes that I wore to parties and events and vacations all around the world. And even when I say it out loud, it still sounds really good. Mm -hmm. But at the time, it never felt like it was enough. Mm -hmm. And that was a very unnerving feeling because I was like, I've done everything right. And in my limit, and I knew I wasn't happy when I got real with myself, which wasn't very often back then. But when I got real with myself, I knew I wasn't happy. And in my limited scope of, of reality, I, I blamed it sort of on the guy because I was like, oh, we're not engaged. Once we get engaged, then I'll be happy. And right around the time I thought I'd be getting the ring, I found out that he cheated on me. And while at face value, that sounded really bad, that actually was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because that sent me into a very dark place. I had invested so much of my identity in this relationship. I didn't really even know who I was. I got so much of my value from that relationship. And you know, it was a time I, I lost a bunch of weight, weighed like 93 pounds, had a strange rash all over my body. No doctor could explain all of our mutual friends that were a very, very tight knit group of friends. We'd been together for six years, quietly picked him. So I was, I was, it was like a fire had just burned through my life, you know, taking away everything that I valued. And during that time I connected with a spiritual teacher and, you know, as far as I knew about spirituality, this teacher may as well have been the Easter bunny for all I knew. I mean, he, yeah, I didn't do nothing. This was 2006. This was before, you know, Facebook and inspirational messages and everything was just, you know, normal. And so he looked at me and he was just like, I see you're in pain, but your pain has a lot less to do with this man and this life you've lost and a lot more to do with the fact you've bought into illusions about yourself and the way that the world works that simply aren't true. And the biggest illusion you're working with is you think you have to be perfect. And I was like, nailed it, pretty much. But I am. And um, and he just said, you know, don't feel bad. Every single woman is programmed with this from the day that she's born. I don't care if you're Angelina Jolie, Oprah, Queen Elizabeth, or the lady plowing the rice fields in Bali. Like this is a planetary control on women. And he said, what are you doing that's creative? And I was like, oh, I'm not creative. You know, like just real matter of fact. And he said. You know, I, I think I said, you know, that gene skipped me. And I remember him laughing and saying, well, that's really funny because creativity is not a genetic thing. It's an energy that's a natural part of being human. And you're freezing yourself out of this with your attempt to be perfect. And he's like, you know, you don't have to be perfect to participate. You just have to give yourself permission to be the beginner. The beginner isn't supposed to know anything, so the beginner can never fail. Mm. And I was like, well, when you say it like that, pretty darn obvious, <laughs> but it had completely escaped me for the first 30 years of my life. And so it wasn't that I felt instantly creative, but everything he said to me on that day resonated as a deep truth. And so I continued to work with him. And one of the things he teaches, he teaches spirit nature, which is who we are at our most granular, fundamental spiritual selves. And he taught me to start taking radical personal responsibility for everything in my life. So instantly that shifts our energetic vibration to, oh, poor me, bad things happen to me. I'm a victim to an empowered vibration of there's a gift in every situation, every single situation in my life, every single obstacle is there for me if I can see that there's some gift in the situation. And when I say gift, I mean like a recognition, a shift in perspective. 
and a, for, a forgiveness perhaps. And so instantly I was able to change my life pretty quickly by just doing that. And I met a new man, moved into a new beautiful home, got a dog, made new friends. Life looked good again from the outside. And while I was happy to some degree, I knew something big was missing. And when I communicated that to my teacher, he just said, you're a writer. I see you need to write your story. And now this is like a clairvoyant energy healer kind of teacher mm -hmm. like that can, you know, tell me the color of my underwear if you want to do. And so <laughs> when he said that, I felt this little tap dance on my heart. And I was like, you know what? I think you're right. I think I am a writer. Now, I don't even know where the heck I, that was coming from because I hadn't written anything in the past 11 years besides emails and I don't know, maybe the occasional thank you letter. But I was like, I don't even know how to start. And he, I think he might say like, take a class at UCLA or, you know, take an online course. And he says, for the next 30 days, set an intention that you're recovering your innate creativity. And then you just be a beginner. I was like, oh, just be a beginner. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? I had nothing to lose. And this apathy was just like, eating me from the inside out. It was, it was like waking me up in the middle of the night and saying like, when are you going to do something that matters to you? And it was such an unnerving question that it was propelling me forward. You know, there's this quote that I love and it's like, change happens when the pain of the current situation is greater than the fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly where I was. I was just like, okay. And so I did that for the next 30 days, maybe a month and a half, I set that intention. And then I just knew that that day was the day. Then I just sat down with my shiny MacBook Air and set a little intention that I give myself permission to be the beginner, start at the beginning, tell the truth and have fun. And I started to write. And I was amazed that by suspending judgment, the words flowed freely. And I had a couple pages and then a couple chapters. And I remember I had a moment that first week where I literally started crying and was just like, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> it was just like these tears of relief. Oh. <laughs> and something about that act of giving myself permission just like opened up the floodgates and I began to play guitar and sing and write songs and paint paintings and dance. and. The next thing I knew, I wrote a 600-page book. Oh, that's hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Can't wait to read this. I can't <laughs> wait to read this. You have hit on so many interesting points that uh, I, I just know that my listeners can relate to you on, if not one, multiple points of feeling lost and in despair and you know, your life was looking perfect from the outside looking in. And I think I shared with you uh, in our last call that, that's a lot of what my my book is about too. It's it looked good from the outside. On the inside, I'm dying. You know, just I think a lot of women are in this situation because we are capable, mm -hmm. and because we've sort of been denoted as these second class citizens. Even though our generation, you know, says no, you know, we're equal to men. The the culture hasn't exactly caught up with that, and so it's like we're trying to prove improve, improve our worth. And I can do this and I can do that and I can do this. And so we are great at accomplishing a lot of things, mm -hmm. but until we are really creating from an authentic place within ourselves, it's always going to feel like it's not enough. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what so many women are doing that you've done and I did is you create your identity based around the people that you're with. Absolutely. And that's not authentic either. And when you do that, you have that gnawing feeling. And that's when really bad things can happen to you in, in a sense that your your body talks to you. It starts acting out and it says, I'm having a conversation with you because you're not listening and I need you to wake up and I really need you to be yourself and I need you to find your own identity. Absolutely. And then you don't listen and you keep plowing through and then your body starts screaming at you. Yes. It, it, my mind did the same thing. I was diagnosed with multiple illnesses and diseases and this and that. And I was on all kinds of medication and you know, they're like, oh, you're going to be on this for the rest of your life because there's no cure for this. And one day I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with me. And I just, I weaned myself off of everything uh, over about six months time frame. And I thought, man, I'm starting to feel better. Wow. You know, that's yeah, incredible. Talk about an aha moment. You know, when I had my little breakdown, one of, one of my many breakdowns going through my journey, um, and I write this in my book too, is about, I had this morning I woke up. And I was getting dressed and I could not put on that undergarment, that bra thing. Wow. 10 minutes. I thought there's something really wrong with this. <laughs> I've been doing this for like 20 years. Why can't I figure this out? Now you tell me that's not an aha wake up moment. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Hello, wake up. Well, you know, let's, let's shift a little bit because in the intro, we talked about you living with your man and you have a beautiful baby. So tell us a little bit about where you are right now. Um, how many children do you have under the age of 18 in your home? I have one child. She just turned eight months old. Saya Moon is her name. And she's a little jungle baby. She's a Costa Rican. She was born here. (laughs) I love that name. Beautiful. So what is it? So tell us a little bit about what it's like being the, the work from home mommy and some of those challenges that you face. Well, it's I'm navigating it. I'm figuring it out every single day. But um, up until a few days ago, I had um, Manet, that's my partner. He's from France. His mother was here living in our guest house. And so she is like an earth angel and four children just she's taught me so much and she was a tremendous help. And so while she was here, I had a really good balance going (laughs) and she just recently left. So it's like, I'm in, um, I'm in a whole new territory of trying to figure things out. But the, the, the good news is, is that neither one of us have a, you know, a career where we're leaving all day. So it's kind of like, three hours, three hours, we can kind of like go back and forth and divide our time, which, which really helps. (laughs) It really helps everybody on every level, but, but everybody wants the morning, you know, the morning is like the brain's the freshest. It's the coolest. We're building, you know, our retreat center. So many is managing that and managing many workers and things like that. So he likes to do that first thing. I like to work first thing. That's when I write best. Mm -hmm. So so we're, we're figuring it all out. Some days are great days. Other days are like, okay, nothing, nothing worked out. Some days she sleeps really well. Other days she wants to sleep for 20 minutes. So yeah. And the joys of small children. Yes. I think so many women can relate to that. Well, 
you know, speaking of uh, family time, what does quality time look like for you and your family? You know, for example, I'm a big believer that the sense balanced because my company is a balanced life for you. There's no such thing as perfectly balanced. What I do believe in is there's a time and a place and we need to have fulfillment, joy and happiness in all these different areas. And that includes our family time and our personal time. Absolutely. So for you and your family, uh, would you mind sharing just maybe a little snippet of what quality family time looks like for you with a young one? Yeah. So every single night we, we watch the sunset together mm-hmm. and um, pretty much the whole town watch this the sunset together. <laughs> um, so it's something that I love about living here. So we usually will either go down to the beach and watch the sunset or we'll just walk um, kind of from our house to there's this just gorgeous lookout point that's maybe like a five minute walk. And we'll just we'll just walk and just together, just quiet time and just it's just an opportunity to catch up with each other. Even though we're, we're together a lot throughout the day, even though we're, you know, we might just be a little bit apart. Someone might be working on something something and someone might be with the baby. We're kind of in each other's orbs. It's not like, you know, we're not seeing each other all day, but, um, but yeah, the sunset as a family with the baby. And then for us as a couple is something that we love to do. That's just like amazing vitamins for our relationship is surfing together. We met surfing and it's just such a playful, amazing time for us. It's really medicine for us. Oh, that sounds exciting. One of these days I might learn how. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the retreat. (laughs) next year I think I'll be there it sounds beautiful (laughs) well one of the things that I I do know when I speak to my mompreneurs the women are taking time out for yourself and I know that you're a very um, balanced woman in that sense so would you share a little insight as to what do you do for yourself to make sure that that energy is always positive absolutely I mean there's there's three things that no matter what, I'm going to feel better afterwards than I did, than I was feeling when I started. Mm-hmm. And, and one of those, as I said, is surfing. So even if it's not with my man, if it's by myself, because not only is it physically rejuvenating to spend time in a warm, clean ocean that's just full of life, but it's really spirituality at play. Mm-hmm. It requires great focus to the present moment. It reminds me to be in the flow rather than try to control things. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, it's one of the few things that just, it's just, it's pure joy. <laughs> so, so that's just one of my main things. And then also yoga, yoga always helps me no matter what. Sometimes it's hard. I, I get in resistance and don't want to do it, even though I'm a yoga teacher. Um, <laughs> but once I'm about 20 minutes in, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> and then the, um, the third thing is something creative. So either like picking up my guitar and singing a song or just sitting down and writing, even just like if it's a stream of consciousness for like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. that's another thing that just gets me in such, you know, all of these things, what they're doing is they're bringing me into the present moment. So if there's something that brings us into the present moment, we're going to feel good because really it's all fear and anxiety live in the present and all sadness and regret live in the past. The present moment is really the only place that we're safe and it's the only place where joy exists. Right. So present moment and really you're connecting with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's very powerful. I hope somebody today was listening and will take that to heart, connect to yourself, be present. And, uh, all right. So let's, you know, 
Um, just looking to see how much time we have. I tell you what, let's move into this. Now, I can't remember, so please forgive me. Since you've been on this journey of awakening, we'll call it that, have you had any um, big challenges that have you've been faced with? Yeah, you know, at different times along the path, there there are there's been different challenges. You know, one of the challenges in the beginning for me was that as I changed, you know, it was confronting to other people in my life because even though I wasn't saying anyone else should change, it's just when when we change, it oftentimes shines a light to the people that are closest to us that they need to look at themselves. And not everybody's ready to do that at the same time. We're all walking our own path. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning that was that was a challenge. And then as I as I moved further along the path, I started to find that my job felt really out of alignment with me. And I no longer wanted to do my career anymore that I was good at, that I made good money at. And so that became an obstacle. And so I was in a place of limbo for a while, but what I ended up doing was I started my business on the side and I started leading my retreats on vacations. Mm -hmm. And eventually I was able to get my business going enough that I was able to leave my job. So yeah, I've been able to sort of navigate, but there always be challenges, you know, as, as someone who's very hungry for growth, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's sort of something I expect. Mm. You know, and that reminds me of something I was just reading the other night. You know, it talked about new level, new devil. And mm-hmm. when in the past, when I would read that, I would think about um, a career and being maybe in corporate, new level, new challenges, new obstacles. But you brought up something very important uh, in the term of in the realm of personal growth, personal development. That really is a new level as well. Absolutely. Finding, finding your higher self, and there always will be a new challenge or obstacle to overcome with that as well. And I think sometimes when I work with people, that can really be one of the biggest obstacles that they face is they're so connected to their groups, their environment, that identity, even though they crave personal growth and change and transformation. It's that uh, limbo that you're just talking about, letting go of some things, maybe letting go of some people in your life that can actually keep them from the growth that they deserve. Absolutely. Sometimes it's very difficult to be in that place of like, not anymore, but not yet. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it doesn't really fit to be with the, your old life, but you haven't really created your new life yet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was in that place for, for several years. And actually those were the years I was writing my book. Mm. I remember I went through some sadness with some friends and I communicated that to my teacher and he said, just take this as the gift that it is because you will never, it won't, it won't always be like this and you won't always have this time that you have. And so if there is someone listening and you do feel like you are in this place of not anymore, but not yet, you won't always have this juicy time. So use it for something, learn something new, really, really dig into something because now I like just wish I had that time. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love that piece of advice right there. Dig into something new, figure out. And that's what I did too. I was just searching and searching and searching and that uh, information download, if you will, kind of led me into this whole new media influencing this podcast um, journey among other things. Uh, and I think it's great. Maybe if you have felt like you always wanted to get down there and learn a musical instrument, why not take the time and discover, is this something that you truly love and enjoy? 
Absolutely. Maybe there's a sport or activity that you've always secretly dreamed about doing. Go do it. Have some new experiences. Find yourself. I love that advice. Well, Emily, as we wrap up our time together, um, I would like to future pace for just a moment because I believe that we are always um, in a process of growth, personal growth and development. And for you, what would be one skill or one thing you would like to change or improve that you feel would benefit you in having a more balanced life? Organization. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a double Aquarius. I'm like super flowy, just like I would, uh, yeah, I mean, it drives my man crazy. I'm, just, I'm laughing I'm, only I because I want to be that really, I really want to be that really organized person. I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. It's just so funny because I just had a conversation with somebody about an hour ago and this was the topic also. I'm free flowing. I'm easy going. I can transition, but oh, I need some organization. Oh, I do. It's not my, it's not my strength. It's just like there's papers everywhere and there's books everywhere and yeah, it's, an area, an area that needs improvement. <laughs> Working on that, I I fully believe because you know I'm so so. But as I has sit here with my desk a mess with my transitions too, I go. You know what? That just means we are truly the people who love people. You know, <laughs> it, it doesn't. You're not a paper pusher, and sometimes that can be really good. As long yeah. as you can- I mean, I finally convinced my man to let us get some help at the mm-hmm. house because it's not that I don't want to clean house. I really do. But when I just think of like my priority list of things that I want to do, it's like seven is like cleaning the house. <laughs> <laughs> so finally he got it. So we have someone starting tomorrow. It's really exciting. <laughs> Excellent. Well, there are ways and, you know, later on in the show and the uh, later in the year, we'll talk about some organization skills too. Well, as we wrap sure, up our time to that one. <laughs> well, as we wrap up our time together, uh, I think you shared with me you had some golden nuggets or little favorite quotes that you would like to share with the listeners. Yes, I mean I alluded to this just briefly before, but really, truly, being the beginner has changed my life in every single way because we sort of get caught up in this perfection thing as women. And we start to think like, well, if I don't do it perfectly, maybe I shouldn't even do it at all. Or maybe I shouldn't even be allowed to do it. And the reality is, is being the beginner doesn't necessarily mean that you're trying something for the first time. It's a mindset that that allows us to continue to approach the world with wide-eyed wonder and curiosity. There's a famous Zen quote that says, in the expert's mind, the possibilities are few, but in the beginner's mind, the possibilities are many. Mm. And so that's the reason that I could change my whole life and come to Costa Rica and open a retreat and wellness center when I really don't even know how to do that. (laughs) And the way that I've been able to start a company leading retreats and so many things, it's like, if you really follow the lure of that, of, of the strange pull of your heart, it will not lead you astray. What our passions are here for is to lead us to our purpose. Mm hmm. And so how do we get there? You know, we always hear the magic is at the edge of the comfort zone, but the comfort zone is comfortable. Like what's scary outside the comfort zone? Like how do we, what's the bridge? The bridge is saying, it's okay to be the beginner. It's okay to not have all the answers. I'll figure it out as I go along. 
Beautifully, beautifully said, Emily. Oh my gosh. Well, I do. I just know that people are going to listen to this interview over and over because you have so many chunks of great information, um, great tips for everybody. And speaking of which, in case somebody just says, man, I want to know more about Emily and what she does, maybe her upcoming retreats, how would they find you? Well, my website is my name, emilyperera.com, and I actually have a gift for your listeners. So it's emilyperera.com forward slash gift, and that is my ebook, Unstoppable Woman, and I actually dig deeper into my story. It's a small ebook, 29 pages, quick read, um, but you'll get a deeper sense of my story and what actually happened as a result of me accessing my creative passion. Because not only is that in itself cool, but that actually created a cascade of spiritual changes that I had not envisioned happening. And I take the reader through the exact process that I went through so they too can have the same results. Oh, well, thank you for your gift. I'll make sure that goes up in the show notes for anyone who missed that. And Emily, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. What a, what a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, it's been grand. And again, just uh, great content. And please re-listen to the interview because I just know you're going to pick up a few more. And for all my listeners, I want to thank you because you do have a choice with who you spend your time with. So thank you again. Please rate the show five stars. It really does make a difference. And if you enjoyed this interview or any of the tidbits on the show, please share it with your three friends. And together, we can make the world a better place. So again, Rhonda Simrelli, and we will see you next week.